Welcome to the Recession Proof Real Estate Investing Podcast. Join your host, Sam Newell, as he educates you on how to make profitable, low-risk real estate investments that will cash flow through any economy. Hear interviews with the top real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the country to find out what they've learned and implemented since the 2008 recession. With over 10 years in real estate investing, it has become Sam's goal to help others invest for double-digit returns, but to also stay safe and not get caught in the next downturn. Tune in and become recession-proof. Good to have you. And, and for our listeners, Eddie's a good friend of mine, top producing real estate agent from uh, the Bay Area, and one of our investors. You know, you, Eddie's invested a, a quite a bit with us and sent his friends and family our way. But, you know, the name of the, the podcast is Recession-Proof Real Estate Investing. Mm-hmm. However, what I really like to do is interview people like you, Eddie, who are top producers, leaders in their field, big thinkers, ultra successful. And also you're a really cool guy. You're a really fun guy to hang out with. Uh-huh. And yeah, I'll pay you, I'll give you 200 bucks for saying all those things. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's a fun group that we've built. You know, we, yeah. have, we have a number of mutual friends and Absolutely. everyone's a killer in that group. And, and you're one of the top in the group and it's fun watching your success. And I think what our listeners, whether you're a real estate investor or a real estate agent, what are my listeners are going to benefit from is hearing maybe just a few things that have really helped you become this massive top producing agent um, with quite the reputation that you have. So um, first of all, let me ask you a couple of questions. How long have you been in the business? I'm, I've been in the business for 22 years. However, I was in the mortgage business before 2007, eight, before the burst that happened. Okay. So I was okay. in mortgage. I was doing ninety percent mortgage, ten percent real estate, and then after the burst, we got into short sales and you know traditional real estate after the burst. So uh, I remember we had a bunch of short sales happening in two thousand seven, eight, nine, ten. So I did that. That's when I tasted the blood. Two thousand eleven, twelve, that short sale market evaporated, and I was like, uh-huh. oh my gosh, now what? And then <laughs> that's when I got into selling traditional real estate about ten years ago. Got it. Okay. So you saw the crash. I mean, you took advantage of it doing short sales, um, which is cool. A lot of people did and it, it was cool while it lasted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I never did. I got in in 2010, 11 and Utah yeah. didn't have as many short sales, um, but I sure did buy some. some I remember meeting you in San Diego, I believe it was with you and Grace yeah. walking. Yep. 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 Yeah. Back in the day. Back, back in the, the day. day. So, well, tell me this. Um, you've had a front row seat to the worst real estate crash and you were in real estate. And so, I mean, how bad was it? And did you, what did you learn? You know, I, it was bad because I was heavily invested in real estate. You know, when my friends were buying Lamborghinis and Ferraris, I was buying properties thinking I'm, I'm a... Awesome. Smart guy. You know, I was buying properties in Chicago, Hawaii, Trump Towers. I was investing all over the place. But when the market crashed, I crashed with it because I was one thing I was doing wrong. I was being greedy, counting on appreciation. And one thing that you and I focus so much on is cash flow, right? If I focus on cash flow, it doesn't matter what the market is doing, right? You're making money every month. But I had all these properties. And when the market tanked, I just couldn't keep up, right? Right. So I had to right. 
let go of them. So, so I basically lost 98% of my portfolio, my wow. wealth. And I had to start from oh my school. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was I had bad. no, I had no idea. I, I thought I'd ask, but I had no idea. And, oh, and no, you know, that bad. story. I, yeah. Happened to everyone, I, man. Yeah. I got into a little depression. I was drinking every day, a little depressed. Then I snapped. Hey, what's, wrong, what's wrong with drinking every day? No, there's nothing wrong with it. But, <laughs> when, you're, but when you're drinking every day and sleeping till 10, 11 in the morning, that, that, oh, there's shoot. nothing wrong with that. So, it, so that was tough. That was tough. That was tough. It, it hit me. It hit me hard. You know, financial stress is one of the worst stresses in the world. So, yeah. uh, but I snapped out of it in a month or two. And I'm like, okay, now what are we going to do? I looked around, yeah. short sales were popping up and I got into short sales. That was, that was, a, that was a natural organic transition. You're a little bit depressed. I mean, yeah, financial hardships. I mean, number one cause for divorce and number one cause for depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad's a PhD, you know, psychologist, and it's it's a huge, huge issue. And so yeah. you snapped out of it though, and you took advantage of the market. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can't imagine you being depressed because you're such a happy, positive thinker. So um, it, it's interesting to think how bad it probably was for you and, and a lot of people. Yeah. And Absolutely. really that's the purpose of this podcast is how do I recession proof myself, my business as a realtor, my business as whatever I do, but also as an investor. Um, so one thing I heard is that you were buying properties all over the place. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of people that had some, you know, single family here, single family there. And, um, you just couldn't keep up with it because there's no scale. Yeah, there's right. no cash flow. So I'm sitting here in Redondo Beach. Mm-hmm. Just got done uh, meeting with about 30 different investors, mm-hmm. and most of them have really nice properties here in, you know, South Southern California. Yeah. And we did a poll last night. We had a dinner with Ed Kaminsky and and a and a number of our friends and investors. We asked how many of them owned locally. And then we also asked how many of them actually cash flowed. And I, I think it was maybe one hand went up that said they had properties here in, in California that were cash flowing, mm-hmm. which is crazy. You know, mm-hmm. you know, so I just, I mean, you said you got greedy. I don't know if it's greed or if people just haven't learned from the last recession, if they just didn't understand that. You know, when, when things get tight, you need that cash flow. Cash flow is king. Yeah. That's what gets you through a recession. So you learned your lesson. And you and I are going to be buying properties from these people when, you know, they can't hold on to them during a recession. Yeah. We just, we just, yeah, we're focused on cash flow. And that's why you and I have been investing so much. And because that's the key, guys, because anything can happen to us. You know, we, what if we are not able to work, right? Yeah. Our, our, if we're just like, if you're in a situation where if you stop working, the money stops coming in, that's not a, that's not a good, uh, you know, that's not a good equation. That's not where you want to be. Anthony Robbins talks about it, right? You want to be making money while you're skiing, while you're sleeping. Right. And that's, that's what you and I are, uh, you know, working on. And at the end of the day, it's not about money. Like, you know, when we're talking in the beginning, it's not about money, but financial stress can be, the worst stress. So you want to protect yourself by having good people and good investments around you. So you never run into that 2006, seven fiasco. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I take it kind of a step further. I see how much potential you have to make uh, a a great income. 
And it's, I think it's your duty because you need to make a lot of money. You need to invest well, because the more money you make, the more people you can help, the more jobs you provide. That's right. And if we're not good stewards of our money, there's, that's less people we can help. That's let, I have, I have an assistant who I love, you know, I don't want to have to let her go if I'm not smart with my money, yep. you know, and, and then she's out of a job. So I think as top producers, we actually have the duty to invest well so mm-hmm. that we're making money while we sleep. We have the cash flow to get through hard times. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm glad you, you learned it was a hard lesson, I'm sure, but now you're doing the right thing. You're buying properties that are 300 doors, 200 doors that have that scale and massive cash flow that mm-hmm. if the economy does crash, you'll be just fine. Yep, exactly. So awesome. I, I didn't plan on going into that, but I'm glad you brought that up. So, so you learned about cash flow when the, when the market tanked. Um, now, I mean, you're going to do what? Two, you said 200 million this year as a broker? Yeah, around 200 million uh, as a, yeah, $200 million in volume uh, this year. I'm almost, I mean, the numbers can be more or less a little bit, but that's, that's where we're at. Yeah. Dude, congratulations. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. So, so a lot of our listeners are new agents or newer, or, you know, they're doing 10 million, 20 million, which is still great. Mm-hmm. What are, what are one or two things that have helped Eddie and, and your team become this huge, massive producer? I mean, yeah. two or three takeaways. Well, number one is your mindset. You know, your mindset is you have to protect it, you know, because our mind is always on a survivor mode, right? We're always thinking of the worst, like, how am I going to live? You know, how am I going to pay bills? And you got to put a leash on that mind of yours. And the way to do that is having some routines. Okay. Having a, like, I'm a big believer of the miracle morning. Uh, If you haven't read that book, I highly recommend it. Oh yeah. Great book. So I have a ritual. And if any one of you join me at 5 a.m. Zoom call, uh, I do it five to six. I haven't skipped once in the last nine years. I, I do it every day, uh, except wow. the weekends. I'm not as strict on the weekends. I sleep in on the weekends. But Good. 5 a.m., I, you know, I have this five to six uh, morning routine where I'll do some cardio, some stretching, visualization, affirmations, meditation, all that in 60 minutes. And we do it on a Zoom call. And I have friends joining, joining me from Canada, New York, wherever. So it's just a good group of people. Wow. And that, what that does is like, when it's 4.30, 4.45 and I'm getting up, I'm, I'm like, my mind, again, drunk monkeys, like go back to sleep, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's the accountability, right? And then you surround yourself with people like yourself, right? So you have this morning routine. I swear to God, man, doesn't matter how much I've slept the night before, two, three, four, five, eight hours. I'm like ready to go. I'm on fire. And on the weekend, awesome. I'm going to sleep in, thinking that it's going to make me feel better. I'm sluggish. I'm, I'm lethargic throughout the day. So it, there's yeah. something about the morning. So I would highly recommend about the miracle morning. And then number two is no one taught me when I was in the mortgage business that how crucial it is to maintain relationships, mm-hmm. right? I was all about the next deal, next deal, right. deal, prospect, next deal, prospect, next deal. I never cared so much about the relationships. Now here we yeah. are like, like, uh, like you and I, you know, become such good friends, right? And we haven't even spent too much time together, but just right. watching you and learning from you and just talking on the phone and Zoom, we know there's a great connection. And whenever we meet, it's always fun, right? Right. 
So, but that's COI as well, right? But yeah. the thing about, think about that, think about example, your relationship with me and my relationship with you is, is the mutual respect for each other, right? Mm-hmm. And, you, and there is no agenda, right? There's no agenda. Right. The point I'm trying to get to is you take that everywhere, right? With the people, your past clients, your COI, your family, your friends, and you have that relationship with them with no agenda, you don't want to look at right. your COI with a commission breath. I don't look at you and I'm like, oh, how much money I'm going to make? No, it's a relationship. Let's say, God forbid, right. if you mess up on a deal, I'm not going to be mad because I know you're a genuine guy and shit happens. Not a big deal. I have another guy who helps me with my stock market funds. And God forbid, if we lose it all, I don't care. You know why? Because I know I'm working with some really cool people, right? Yeah. Same thing with your COI. You want to come from an angle where you are, you want to provide service. You want to do the best possible deal, right? For mm-hmm. them. And they're going to feel that if you're genuine, but if you're like, right. Hey, Sam, do you have a referral for me? Hey, Sam, do you have a referral? If you're all money minded, it's not going to work. So nobody taught me that, but now I'm learning and I've, I have this huge COI. I mean, I can stop my marketing and I can stop, you know, even my team, all the efforts that I put in, I know I'm going to get a lot of business just from referrals because, because that's the beauty. So morning routine and work on your COI circle of influence every single build build the relationship. Don't just call them for referrals. Build the relationships, you know? Yeah. Then obviously once you have those two down, then you can buy leads. If you want to buy leads and you want to do marketing and Facebook and farming, all that good stuff. Yeah, go for it. But these two things, and then the Mike Ferry system comes in where Mike, the reason why I like Mike Ferry so much is it's the discipline, right? Mm-hmm. Mike Ferry talks about getting up in the morning, getting dressed up, right? Going to work. I like that. Yep. You know what I mean? Because yeah. without that, you're not going to do it. I mean, so my thing is I work. So I look at my schedule as from 5 a.m. till like 11 a.m. That's my schedule. It's super airtight. Five to six, I have my morning routine, my prospecting, my role plays, my team meetings, my sales meetings, like pack, back, you know, back to back. And once right. I do that, it's like my, you know, obviously things are going to happen eventually. You know, you, you're going to have meetings, you're going to have video shoots, you're going to have stuff like this happening. So I really highly recommend having a very tight routine in the morning. And that's, yeah. It. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And you know, what's funny is, is you're, you not being taught about COI and, and the right way to build your, your sphere of influence, your center of influence. I had that same issue because I was all about just cold calling, cold calling, cold calling. And I, I showed up to the office 7 a.m., went mm-hmm. to the gym at 5.30, mm-hmm. showed up at 7 a.m. every day for six years. And it took a while to realize the reason I didn't like calling my center of influence is because I hadn't built the relationship the right way. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just calling for referrals. And so while I, I was very disciplined, worked my ass off to cold call and build my business to a seven figure, you know, by the time 2018 rolled around after, after eight years of that, yeah, I was hitting seven figures, but I started to realize just like you did that it felt way better to just be a friend and be, be a, a good contact for these people, help them and put the people first. And so I think, you know, that's a huge takeaway for 
realtors or anybody in business trying to build their business, mm-hmm. put the people first, build your center of influence the right way and be disciplined. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I get an email from you in the morning and the evening every day. I mean, I, I know you, you're part of the 5am club, you know, get up miracle morning, but you're also doing affirmations. And I think, you know, real estate can be tough. Um, and mindset for me has always been the toughest because there's lots of up and ups and downs in real estate. Um, there's always things that go wrong with deals. So I know you do your affirmations, but what else do you do to kind of maintain that rock solid mindset? You know, yeah. So certain things for me are non-negotiables. Uh, basically my morning routine, my affirmations that you get every morning and every evening, that comes from Grant Cardone. I mean, you got to write down what you want, right? And yeah. forget, forget about the how. Let's say if you want to make a billion dollars a year, people may laugh at you like billion. Are you crazy? Write it down. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Write it down. Because you have to write. St- and I'm very fanatic about writing down my goals. So it doesn't matter Christmas, New Year's, Thanksgiving. You're going to get that every day. You know what I mean? I love it. So, so I, I do that. So for my mindset, so I do these affirmations. I chant them three, four times a, a day. So can I share those with you? Okay. So Absolutely. Just, Please okay. do. Okay. And I, I do it in my, during, I take a cold shower and I yell, yell and scream. And I do it in the morning with my 5 a.m. group. And I do it uh, with my group, with my team. And I have my team meeting at 8, 8.30. So I, I, I chant these three, four times a day while I'm sending you those uh, goals every morning and every evening. This is how it goes. This morning, I'm so grateful for such a beautiful life. I'm blessed with my beautiful family, friends, accountability, partners, mentors, coaches, you. I truly appreciate every single one of them. Just because of them every day and every single way, I'm getting better and better. My business is not a hobby. It's not a fucking hobby. I'm going to think bigger. I'm going to act bigger. I'll provide the best possible lifestyle to my family, provide the best possible deals to my clients. I'll do that by attracting the right kind of people in my life who put me on the right path, right track. They're going to help me become the best version of myself. They're going to help me become a better father, better human being, better person, better realtor, better negotiator, better wrestler, better businessman, better leader. Because at the end of the day, I do intend to improve every little thing i do today will help me create these perfect end results i'll become close friends with the movers and shapers of the world i make a huge contribution in my community many parts of the world i'll make three million this year i'll donate three million this year my net worth is going to be way over 100 million dollars by december 31st 27 i'm getting the best shape of my life it's six pack and no body now i command the universe my conscious subconscious mind to give me health knowledge wisdom passion focus humor whatever the fuck it takes to make this day the most exciting the most profitable the most productive the funnest day of my life and with that i'm complete That's damn my- Yes. <laughs> Boom. That's, that's awesome, man. I love so, that. Yeah. So I, you know, it's just like, again, it's, was it like this when I started? No, you know, I was like, dude, do I have to do this shit? But now it's just program. You know, I like yeah. when I take that cold shower in the morning and I start yelling these affirmation, it's like, no matter what happened the night before the day before good day, bad day. It's like a, it's like a restart. Boom. Let's go. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. Well, and that's what you need. That's what everyone needs. Yeah. Have you ever recorded that and, and added music to it or anything like that? Ooh, that's a good idea. No, I haven't. Bro, I did it. So, I mean, I had a very sick baby. Heidi, when she was born, was very sick. And I was, this is 20, um, 2013. Uh-huh. So I'd been in the business two years, still struggling to get consistent paychecks. And it was tough. Like we were stressed and yeah. and I did affirmations just like you, not as good as you, not as, as long, but I did some affirmations. And I recorded it and dubbed it over my favorite Eminem song. And uh, oh, you gotta help me. Do anyways, 
I'll, yeah. Oh, it's easy with, with a Mac. I can, we can do it when I'm out there in, in a week and a half. Okay. Easy. But it gives me tingles to this day. I listen to it every day, multiple times a day. Um, uh, and, and the, uh, the song is, um, the Eminem song won't collapse or yeah. till I collapse till yeah. I collapse is the name of the song. Yeah. Favorite song gives me tingles to this day. I remember how hard I had to push through those years when Heidi was a sick baby and, mm-hmm. and paychecks weren't consistent mm-hmm. and you know, life is still tough at times, but I listen to it and I just think, man, I kicked ass. I can do this. You know, yeah. I, I remember how hard it was then. It's not that hard now. I, I can get through this. Love it. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll actually send it to you. Um, yeah, I'll do. send you the song. I love it's the pretty song. cool, but, yeah. but yours was awesome. That was really cool. So tell me what that does to you. I mean, that, that absolutely is just a switch in your brain, right? That it switches your brain from whatever shit was going on before you, you can't focus on that after you do an affirmation like that. No, you can't. And, you know, and the affirmation talks about I'm attracting good people, the movers and shakers, and I'm doing it. I'm, you know, that's another thing for the mindset. When you reach out to people like Hal Swayze, Neil Weichels, you know, Karen Bernardi and Mike Ferry and Larry Kozak, all these great people that we know of, you know, our yeah. mutual friends, um, or people in your community, you know, people, the movers and shakers in your community, you know, when you reach out to people like that, they're going to bring you up because you're going to have a bad day, but they're going to be like, Hey, it's all good. Let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. The majority yeah. of people in the world, they're complainers. They're like Trump, this Trump, that, or Biden, this, or Biden, that the weather, this, or the weather, that, or the gas prices are up and inflation. And it's just complain, 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 complain. Right. And right. Guess what? It's nothing new. We've been doing it for decades and centuries. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If you go back 50 years ago, same shit. Oh, Republicans, Democrats, gas prices, property value. Yep. You go back hundred years, same shit. Democrats, Republicans, gas price. It's the same shit. A majority yep. of people are caught up in that shit and that's how they live and die, right? But then there is a small percentage of population like you and I, we we used to be like that, believe it or not. We used to be like that, but now we're yeah. we came out of it. Like, you know what? That's not the way I want to live. I don't give a shit about the news. Biden or Trump, they ain't paying my bills. You know what yep. I mean? Your favorite <laughs> sports team, your favorite candidate is not going to come and save your ass. All right. You have to do it yourself. Right. Yeah. So I love it. it. I love it, man. I, I mean, I, I'm just like you, my friends ask me, Oh, did you see that on the news? Or did you hear about this? And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. I just hope whoever's president, I hope they do something good for the country yeah. and I'm going to keep working my ass off. And I love what you said, whatever the fuck it takes. Yes. Yes. That's what you got to yeah, do, right? Exactly. Whatever it takes. Yes. That's a, that's a Grant Cardone thing. Whatever it takes. Yeah, exactly. And, and the number one thing it takes is a positive mindset. Positive that's mindset. the first, you, first step. I go as far as reaching. I would reach out to Mike Ferry that I want you to coach me. I was hanging out with Grant Cardone a few months ago. I was, and I tell Grant, Hey Grant, I want to, I'm pissed. I want to be like, I'm not happy with myself. I want to be like you. And Grant goes, well, you should be pissed. Everybody, every one of us should be pissed because we haven't reached our potential. You know what I mean? There's so much to, we don't know what our potential is. And then a couple of months ago, I was hanging out with the Wolf of Wall Wall Street, uh, Jordan Bradford. So I was in Beverly Hills and these things are expensive, but I, I love, again, it's worth every penny because I'm surrounding myself with these crazy go-getters 
right? high achievers, high achievers who make you feel like, Hey, you haven't done shit. Or you can hang out with your regular people. They're like, Oh my gosh, Eddie, you're making so much money. Life is good. What the fuck are you complaining about? It's not about money anymore. It's not about money. It's about, okay, have I reached my potential? Because people like you and I, I mean, most of the money is going to go to charity anyway. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's all about charity and giving back. So I'm not too worried about, you know, taking the money with me. Steve Jobs is the richest dead man in the world right now on the planet. The yeah. richest. Yeah. I mean, if you look Good at enjoy his, his money. Yeah. Look at his net worth. He's the richest guy, but he's dead. Yeah. Well, and, and I love what you're saying there because you can always be more efficient. You can always achieve more. And you're right. It's not necessarily about the money. And, you know, when we buy our apartment buildings, Yes, we want to make really good returns, but we also want to provide a great place to live for the tenants. Exactly. Exactly. It, it can't be a win-lose. You know, you, you can and, get what you want if you help enough people get what you want. And that's what you're doing. You know, exactly. but if you go with the mindset, exactly. hey, I want to squeeze shit out of them. I want to squeeze, I want to raise rents and I want to flip the property in two, three years. If you have that kind and of- And I'm not going to fix it up for them. I'm not going to spend money yeah, to fix then, it up. Yeah, then, then it's just, yeah. then, then you may get lucky for a little bit, but eventually you're going to crash, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or vice versa with our investors. If we charge you guys too many fees, if we're not, you know, upright and honest about what we do, at the end of the day, I just want to make sure that Eddie knows when you invest with us, we've got your back. We're taking care of you. We're conservative. We're doing the right things. And at the end of the day, I'll I'll make great money. You'll make great money. And it'll be a really positive experience for both of us. Love it. And, and I know that's how you treat your clients as well. So um, I do want to focus back on your real estate business. Um, if people are in the Bay area, they should use you and your team. You guys are the top team in the Bay area, but tell me what markets specifically you cover. I basically, I'm all over the Bay area. So okay. Bay area from San Francisco to Gilroy, Santa Cruz to Tracy. Uh, most agents, they work in a small geographic farm, like in a, within five, 10 mile radius. But one thing that has happened to me is like somebody, if they sell their home in San Jose and they want to buy something in San Francisco, like they love my opinion so much. They're like, Hey, Eddie, we need you to go to San Francisco. We need you to, cool. we need your opinion. And that's yeah. been happening for the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years. So now I'm like, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to do it. So I got a nice car. So I, I love to drive. And if, nice. if people are like, Hey, Eddie, I want to sell my house in Palo Alto and buy something in Pleasanton. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And what that has done is I'm, I'm just all over the place. And not too many people have done that. Yeah, all over the Bay Area, and I, I, I'm, I'm just doing it all over. Uh, that's like awesome. Day, Pleasanton, Palo Alto, like all the counties, I'm, I'm covering. Yeah, I mean that's a big area for people that don't know the Bay Area. That's you're driving an hour, hour and a half to different appointments, but people want you. you you're providing a fantastic service. Yeah, and it sounds like you're treating them like people. Yeah, you know, exactly. they, and I'm having, you know what? And I'm having fun, man. For me, it's yeah. fun. I'm gonna, you know, I meet my clients. I'll have a glass of wine. I, I, I don't treat my clients like, like, I don't want to be in and out in 20, 25 minutes. I, I do. It's for me, it's all about relationships. So I yeah. do want to make them my friends. And I, I know that some people may not agree with that approach. Hey, you got to figure out what's going to work for you. It may not work for everyone. You know what I mean? I know what works for me. I am very emotional. I like to be connected with people. I like to spend time with them. So, and if it doesn't work out, let's say if I hang out with somebody in San Francisco and I, hang out with them for an hour and a half and it's not a deal. That's okay. I learned something from that person, whatever, yeah. you know, maybe he has a history or there's always something to be learned from 
every single person out there. So I take that as a fun process. So it doesn't feel like work. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah. And I would say a $200 million production this year proves that it's working pretty well for you. It's working well. No, no complaints. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. No, and, and that's what I've noticed. You treat people like people. You, you build the relationship. You don't have that commission breath. You figure out what they really need, what, they, what, what makes them tick. And all of a sudden, the, the transaction becomes easier. The relationship's better. And um, everything just goes more, smooth, more smoothly. So I, I think that's a huge point. Look, we're, we're running out of time. Um, I, I just love what we've talked about here. Um, is there anything else we can highlight for your team? Any promotions you guys have, in, have going on? Any listings that I should send people to take a look at? What, what can we do for you guys? Well, yeah, I, I think nothing, man. Just be a good friend. You know, keep sending good wishes. I mean, if, if you want to look me up, just go to edioebroy.com or Google my name and you can contact me either social media or email or however you want. Um, I, my thing is, you know, live every day to its fullest. Enjoy every, every day is a vacation. Don't wait for the vacation to, you know, pop up and do it's, it's a big, it's good time. It's a good day. It's a good day. I man. I'm with you. I'm going to schedule, go to, a, go to a couple of, of appointments, maybe hang out with a friend tonight and, hang out with my family. It's life is good, man. So life is good. It's all fun and games. That's what I tell people. It's all fun and games. Don't, don't take it too seriously. I love that. Just have a good time doing what you do. Have a good time. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Eddie, I'm, I'm going to wrap up. I'm going to put the links to your website, to your Facebook in the show notes. Um, This has been really inspirational. And again, the takeaways I have is from this conversation is yes, you got to learn the numbers. Yes. You got to learn from the recession and, and, and be good at what you do, but put people first, put people first. and be consistent and, and build a minds, uh, rock solid mindset. And I, that's exactly what, you know, the emails I get from you every day and what I see on Facebook is your rock solid mindset and you're so damn consistent. I've been so impressed. Thank you, sir. Likewise, you're doing a great job. Keep up the good work and I'll see you at work. <laughs>